This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where absolute warriors who've gone through caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. Today is a super special day. Those of you who listen frequently to this podcast know that I have mostly women as guests. Today, I am super, super lucky and very honored to have with me Michael Daniels, who is going to tell you his story, and it's absolutely incredible, and I can't wait for you to hear about not only who Michael is and what he's gone through, but also what he does on the other side of it. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, this opportunity. It's absolutely my pleasure. So Michael, I'm gonna give the mic to you to introduce okay. yourself and let us know who you are, where you're from, and what, what keeps you busy during the sure. day. Well, I'm a, I'm a single father of two. I'm a resident now in Southeast Florida, like the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. Um, I, I like so many people, I mean, like 55 million <laughs> co-parents in the United States today, I went through a, a very contested uh, divorce with my, um, with my co-parent many years ago. Uh, so I guess it's been probably, we started the process 10 years ago, ended it eight years ago. You know, it's a two-year backlog typically uh, before you get settlement. And, um, you know, the whole process is extremely arduous. Like, I, I don't come from the law. Um, you know, I didn't really, no one's ever familiar with this generally going through it. I, I've I'm originally a home builder. I, I design and, and, and build high luxury homes. That was my profession for 16 years. And um, anyway, I just, uh, I, I guess going through the process may, really rendered me very conscious of just how hard and painful this is. You feel really low, feel terrible about yourself. Me personally, uh, there are a lot of people who sh I should have kept in my life that I felt that, you know, you just don't want to talk about it. You feel like even your close friends, if you talk to them, they're going to, you just feel like it's, incumbent upon you to give an explanation as to why your marriage failed and all this kind of stuff. And so I found myself distancing my, uh, from people that I should have kept in my life. And that's one of the regrets that I have. You shouldn't do that. If you've got people who care about you, uh, just be with them and don't, don't feel the need to apologize or even talk about any of this stuff. It's, it's just, it happens. Um, but again, it's a point of shame for a lot of people. So during the two-year process, however, it, you're living in this like limbo where you, the future is unknown and and here you are this is the only area of life that you can be in a civil suit with another person and you have to go on communicating with that person for years to come so so your 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 tendencies are to be very reactive emotional impulsive just when you your attorney for example needs you to be uh very careful with what you say write and do because all of this stuff can come back and really hurt you and, um, you know, what really got me going one time, there's a certain story uh, that, that ended up uh, changing my life uh, because now I, I actually founded a, a co-parenting app uh, called FAIR. And it's, of course, we want to be fair with one another, but it also is an acronym that stands for Family Advocacy is Your Responsibility. And I really focus on the word responsibility because we are all, we are all responsible. We, we are response-able. We have the ability to respond to any particular situation that is handed to us. And so... So what, what I chose uh, to do, uh, given these, these things that happened to me, is I just kind of kept a, I, I'm kind of like, I kept a detailed log of all my time sharing schedules and when I picked them up, when I dropped them off. Um, I tried to keep um, records of financials and, um, and, and of course, uh, messaging going back and forth. Like, I don't know if people know this, but uh, text messages are not admissible in court, but emails are. Um, so I wanted to create a platform where you had all the ease of text messaging with all of the admissibility of emails, something just easier to use. 
And, but the, the, the real impetus for what I created with FAIR was uh, there was one particular day during this two year nightmare where I was supposed to drop the children off 43 miles away from where I live. I drive 43 miles down there with the children in tow. I arrive, nobody's home, nobody's answering a phone, nobody's responding to text messages. And so after 30 minutes of sitting there in the driveway, I say, the heck with this, I'm gonna go home. So I naturally start driving home. And upon arriving home, I get a call from my attorney who had just been contacted by my co-parent's attorney who said, you know, you're in violation of a court order. You know, you're in contempt of court. And now this is stressful because you're saying, no, I was there. And they, you know, they don't know if you're lying or not, you know? And I said, no, I, I was there. Nobody was home and there, I have no proof. And this, this could totally alter my entire future with my children because the material fact is that the children were not dropped off. And, uh, and all I could think about, see, this stuff keeps you up at night. You lay in bed and you worry, you know, like I'm going to get, you just picture the whole scenario playing out. There's the judge and I'm saying this and the judges are torn between the, he said, she said versions of facts. And so, so, um, but fortunately I had taken a, 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 a turnpike, I had taken a, a toll road. And so I was able to pull my, my records of when I exited a toll, you know, the, the automated toll records. And then, and I was able to show that I had exited a toll a few miles from the house yeah. within that time frame. So I was, you know, I was basically gotten off of this particular accusation, but imagine if I had taken any other road, I would not have had that documentation. And my attorney said, well, next time go over to McDonald's and buy $1 French fries and keep the receipt. That mm. this is kind of annoying, right? I mean, we have to live in this world where I have to yes. run up. I mean, you're already going through enough. You're already living in a, a nightmare of reconciling daily logs every single night. And I mean, who wants to do all of this stuff? And, but even, so even though I was, I was, you know, let go, I mean, of this particular accusation, it still cost me $800 that day. So here's a day you take your kids down there and now bam, $800 wall up to your pocket. And it's incredibly unfair. And I thought to myself, well, if there was an, if there was an app, unlike Facebook's check-in feature where I could just show up, I could just drop a pen, check in, let my co-parent know that I'm here. It's documented, time, date, and stamped. You can even take an image that's time, date, and stamped of me with the kids in front of the house. She would instantly get a notification to her phone, a push notification showing that I just checked myself in. That's it. There had been no reason to contact attorneys. I would have saved the $800 that day, not to mention just the emotional investment of all of the stress that keeps you up and prevents you from being the best version of yourself for your kids. So th that's where I was. And it was that experience that made me say, you know, I'm going to create something that's going to just really hit all of the main points. And then I'll get, jump into more of the more fine points uh, of an app. And so, you know, FAIR is just my sincere effort to make this, this very um, difficult process a little bit easier. So now with FAIR, if you just go through life, you can just, you can log it, track it and forget it. You're documented. And, and if it ever arises that you have to go to court, I mean, you just have to hit one button. You can export it all in a PDF, the entire, everything you've done, every dollar that's been spent, both sides are, are all in there. And that saves you a ton because a paralegal would charge you at least $90 an hour, maybe 120 an hour to put this in a court ready format. Well, it's fair for, you know, for the cost of a Starbucks coffee every month, you've got, you've, you've got all of this done for you and you're always prepared. And it just helps you be a, just honestly, it just helps me just water off my back now. I don't worry about it anymore. You know, B bring it on. Just not worry. Bring it on. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it happens. I mean, sometimes you just have, you know, what, what do they call it? Vexious uh, co-parent. Somebody just likes to escalate things, high conflict people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 
all right, that, that's fine. Uh, but hopefully, if by staying well-documented and communicating constructively, hopefully you can mitigate those things, those misunderstandings and those disagreements from ever escalating to that level. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's, uh, well, there are so many things about your story that strike me. There was, there was, there was a lot in that, Michael. And one of the things, well, the first thing that struck me is, yes, it is so stressful. I mean, from, it can be so, so stressful when, when you're a co-parent, um, in a way, you're kind of always on, it's like, when you're a co-parent with someone that you don't have a super, a trusting relationship with, or a super trusting relationship with, it's as if your parenting is, is almost like there's a tiny little bit of it that's on trial every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and there's that awareness that, oh my gosh, if I screw up really bad, or I at all, <laughs> even a little or bit. Or at all, or even in, yeah. in a very small way. It can be contorted, way. right, in a small way. They can spin right. things out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or if you do something, or if you're completely cooperating and you're doing the right thing according to your, according to your, your, agreement parenting plan right yeah yeah according to your parenting plan or in your case you do the right thing you go to drop the kids off and there's nobody there to drop them off with mm-hmm. so it, it's extraordinarily stressful because mm-hmm. again one little one little kind of moment of time can mm-hmm. cost you custody of your children yeah absolutely That's, those are high stakes and I'm very high stakes yeah <laughs> those are really high stakes and um Financially, as you mentioned, and emotionally, financially and emotionally. Every time you get on the phone to talk to your divorce attorney, your family law attorney, you're paying, you know, anywhere, depending on where you live in the country, you're paying anywhere from maybe $200 to like $800 an hour. Absolutely. Um, and that's just for, you know, for a phone call, for, for any amount of time that you're every, every, billed by every 10 minutes, you know. That's right. Every 10 minutes. And the other thing that strikes me about your story is that, um, is that, what it sounds like to me is that you're, or absolutely true, is that your business has grown from your personal story. And I think so many of the most compelling businesses, probably the majority of businesses, grow from someone or some group of people's personal experience. Mm-hmm. Because you know that other people, that, you're, that you've created a product that other people are going to relate to, and you also have created a product that you know, it, that you know will help people who are in the exact same situation that you've been in. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I, I'm one person from one set of life experiences, and I, I honestly, I welcome people to email me directly and as they're using FAIR. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me know. Like, I, I really want to make this the all-encompassing app to help everyone for everyone's co-parent needs. And so I, like, I, I want to know how I can make it better, tweak it, um, just because I, I didn't experience everything. You know, everyone's experiencing different things at different levels. And so, yeah, I, I just... I sincerely just really wanted to help people. Like I, I just really want to make this thing less stressful because you know the writing's on the wall. If people were to see the kind of damage that it's that this is doing to our society, what's doing to children, and I'm not saying staying together is the answer. I think it's far better to be apart from somebody than to be um, in a relationship that's toxic. Those children are not and are going they're going to be much better served if you're not together. Uh, but it's how we handle it that's the problem, and unfortunately. Yeah. Children from these homes, the way we're currently handling, I mean, they're twice as likely to drop out of high school. They're twice as likely to commit suicide. They're, they're, di- they're, they're medicated for depression, loneliness, and anxiety and securities at uh, a much higher rate. Actually, they even have speech problems with speech effects, um, asthma, and headaches at, high, at a higher rate, believe it or not, just from the wow. stress. So, I mean, it's affecting our children. And, and I think, you know, staying child-focused and realizing that, hey, 
we, we live in a technological era that we can utilize the tools at hand to, to, to collaborate with one another. We use collaborative tools socially. We use them professionally. I mean, the fair is just one that's been designed specifically for this area of life to try to improve our communication. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, let me ask you this, Michael. So when you're talking about your own story and going through a divorce um, and some of the, some of the, the difficult moments of co-parenting, you're talking in the past tense. I'd love to hear about being on the other side. Um, our, our listeners, many of our listeners are folks who are going through um, a life-shattering experience, whether it be divorce or illness or loss or some, just some kind of traumatic experience. What for you is the best thing about getting to the other side and being where you are right now? Well, I don't know that we ever perceive ourselves as on another side. I think we just see things as in a, hopefully in a linear trajectory in, into a, a better realm. I mean, we still have our issues. We always do. And I think realizing that helps you live in the now a little better. I mean, waiting for everything to be perfect is not realistic. Uh, but realize, hey, things are better. Uh, we can all sit back and identify our rock bottom. And if you can point that, hey, things have gotten better, that needs to be a win for you. In fact, you just need to live life saying, you know, if I went through a day today and it was a good day for my kids, that's a good day for me. And, and if, if you just adopt that attitude, then, then you're not going to be so focused on, you know, have I entered that space of everything's wonderful because look, nothing's ever all wonderful, right? Um, but I can definitely say that I, emotionally, I'm in a much better place. Um, and I didn't think I would be. I mean, it's a little embarrassing to admit, but I think just as, a, as somebody who's an influencer in this space and, and probably an inspiration to a lot of people now, um, I, there was a time, I mean, I spent five months where I, uh, embarrassingly, I, I lived in my car while working a job where I wore a suit and tie and, and nobody at work knew that I was homeless for five months. I'd go to work and I, mean, I had a great job, but it just... It was, this was the economic recession in 2008, 2009. Well, it was January 2010 is when it started. But the point is, it's like we were in a horrible situation. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I, I did that. And, and honestly, I felt really low. You know, you're, you're being humiliated. You're being told that you're not good enough and that you're a loser and all these kind of things. And, and you know, it was really hard to get through it. Uh, but, but, but now, you know, we, I've, 10 years later, things are great. And, um, and, and honestly, I would say things were great five years ago, you know? Yeah. Uh, things, yeah. Are, things are constantly getting better. And I, and I just, I hope people realize that, you, you know, your, your best days are ahead of you. I love that perspective. And, you know, some folks who react to the name of my podcast, the name of my coaching program, my brand, the Epic Comeback, they'll yeah. say, they'll kind of, it's, it's intimidating to some people. And it's even some, it's even mm -hmm. absolutely sometimes intimidating to me, right? Because I'm sort of, I'm also pointing the epic comeback grew from my own personal epic comeback. And so there's a certain yeah, yeah. amount of pressure that comes with that, you know, and it sounds like you, it sounds like you're identifying sure. that, you know, sort of the pressure of, oh my gosh, I'm back on top. I've arrived, I'm here and everything's perfect. And um, yeah. And so I, I, I struggle a little bit with sort of the definition of what an epic comeback means, you know, like li living in an epic way that really does kind of carry a certain, carry a certain amount of pressure. So I, I, I really like um, the way that you have framed it and the way that you approach it as that you're in a much better place and, and it's kind of about day by day, how are things going that day? How are things going for me and how are things going for my kids? Um, and it, that, yeah. that's a really, it's a really healthy attitude also in also because 
as you were talking about your story, I was thinking about how a lot of people who go through the divorce process and also people who, you know, who are kind of on the outside looking in, when the papers are signed and the divorce is final, I think, I think a lot of people sort of hope or maybe are operating, un operating under the illusion that this process is over. When you have children, this process is not over. Like you leave the courthouse and, and you are stepping into another day. Your relationship mm -hmm. with your, your former spouse mm -hmm. does not go away. It does not necessarily right. really change if you've right. already been living apart of, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so having, having an app that, um, th that's a tool that you can use to make your life easier as, as you continue to have challenges in your family, that's good stuff. It's a landmine that you're walking through after you walk out of there. I'd gone through periods where I thought, oh, it's been months. Things are all calm on the, you know, and then next thing you know, something blows up and I have to dig in for a long winter. I mean, it's just, you'd be amazed. And so that's why it is so important. Even when you think, oh, things are fine. I don't need to use that sort of thing. I don't need to use an, an app. That's for high conflict people. Like, 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 believe me, like you need, you need to use it. It's a, it's, it's an investment to your children's your children's happiness because otherwise it, these things can spur out of nowhere and next thing you know you're 10 grand in the hole in legal fees out of nowhere really fast and and i mean a retainer generally it's going to be between five and ten thousand dollar retainer and you're going to spend that uh, just to file just to respond to emotions not even you filing emotions just to respond to one you're going to be spending that so you can really grease the skids and get things going a lot quicker for yourself if you're well documented because otherwise the discovery process is extremely arduous for sure. For sure. So we've now really come to the essence of this podcast, Michael, which is based on your experience um, and also based on the experiences I'm sure you hear, you, you hear every day from people who use your app and people who are going through the divorce process or beyond. What is one piece of advice or inspiration, maybe two, that you would give to people who are going through the crisis right now? They're in that low. One of our listeners might be a guy who's living out of his car. One of our listeners might be, you know, uh, someone who, you know, a mom who isn't sure how much time she's going to be able to spend with her one-year-old. What, what advice would you give to people who are going through the muck right now? I, I, I find for me, um, the more I focused on the people who matter most to me in life, i.e. your children, if, if you keep the focus on them and you just basically set that bar, like I said earlier, a good day for them is a good day for you. I, I, th I think that really helps you get through because I can't say, look, people stress about finances too. Financial anxiety is, is one of the big causes of depression for sure. Uh, but really realize in life that honestly money, I mean, <laughs> the problems that can be solved with money aren't problems. It's the money, it's the ones that cannot be solved with money that are insurmountable. Those are the problems in life. And, and your children's happiness is one of those things that you just can't throw money at and, and make it all better. So I, I guess I would tell those people, you know, realize this, this too shall pass and, and just realize that 60 million other people in America have gone through it at some level. And there's probably a lot of people who've had it worse than you. Uh, and I, I kind of live that way. I mean, I'm a well-traveled guy, lived in Europe for 10 years. I've, I've been all over almost every continent. I've, you know, I've, I've, you see the way other people live and you say, you know, these people would do anything to have my problems. <laughs> and I guess that, <laughs> I just try to give myself perspective. I just try to give myself yeah. perspective like that. So that's, I guess that's all I would say. Um, 
life, life gets better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life sure does get better. It really does. Fantastic advice. Um, I, I think you're very, you're really filled with wisdom and also knowledge about how to, you know, maybe even, maybe even, I mean, the tool that you've created, the app that you've created is also a way to kind of um, even accelerate things getting better because, because you've got, you've got this consistent way of communicating and communication. I mean, it's, communication is so key to a successful marriage is key to a successful divorce and it's key to successful co-parenting. There you go. All through the way. Yeah. All through that cycle. Yeah. Um, awesome. So one more, I have one more question for you, Michael, that has nothing to do with divorce or anything. It's, um, since we're all about being epic on this podcast, no pressure. Mm -hmm. If you could have any superpower that you don't already have, what would it be? Oh gosh. Um, uh, you know what invisibility <laughs> like I, yeah i think i think so like uh the superpower uh i think i just think it'd be fun to it'd just be fun to be in to be invisible and just get to know what's really going on around you without i just feel like so much so much changes so many people's personas change uh when you're there and not there so sometimes you just wonder what's what gets done and said behind closed doors <laughs> so sometimes i think that would be it I would totally do that with my kids. I would go to their school and I would hang out. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to see, you know, there's just so much BS that goes on. So sometimes you just wish you could just be a fly on the wall, so to speak. Everyone always says that invisibility, I think would give you that opportunity. I love Uh, it. I love it. Everybody wants to fly. (laughs) Everybody wants to fly. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone wants to fly. That's what most people say. Or the other thing is a lot of people say a superpower that they already have. And I have to say like, it can't be a superpower that you already have. Awesome. Michael, thank that, you so what's much. What's one that they already have? Curious. Wait, what? What's the one said that they already have? I'm just curious. Yeah. So a lot of folks, before I changed my, my question, I would say, mm-hmm. what is, you know, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And people would say something like, you know, being able to have just instant empathy and be able to heal someone who's going through something really hard. And I'm like, sounds like you kind of already have that superpower, yeah, right? If you're going to go superpower, you want to go something that's not even human. I mean, you want to go big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why I changed the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Michael, thank you so much for being my guest today. Where can we find you? How do we follow you? How do we yeah, learn more about sure. you and what you do? Well, first, I welcome people to email me at michael at fair.com. That's F-A-Y-R.com. Uh, our, my social handles are uh, bfair, uh, at bfair for uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, basically everything at bfair. And, uh, and yeah, or you could just go to fair.com too, and you can learn all about the app. You can learn about like our little bit about our background and history of a lot of cool things that we've done and, um, pretty special things actually. Um, and so, yeah, I invite you to go check it out. And, uh, again, we just, we just love for, uh, all of you to join the fair community. That is fantastic. Thank you for that. And I'm going to repeat that fair is, is spelled F A Y R. And that's where you can find Michael and you can find his app and his community because it really, it really is a community. Michael has got some very powerful and incredible people working with and for as part of his company. So that's really, really, really good stuff. Thank you again, Michael. And once again, I am Nikki Bruno with Michael Daniels on the Epic Comeback podcast for more info about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after going through a life-shattering experience. Please go to theepiccomeback.com.